0: This is a special edition of Late Night Health. I'm Mark Allen. We're going to take a look at uh, what has been called an epidemic in uh, addiction. We're going to take a look at the treatment facility called Paradigm uh, Treatment Centers and Solutions uh, here in Southern California. Our guest is uh, Dustin Wagner. Uh, he has a master's degree, and he is the Chief Operating Officer of Paradigm. Dustin, thanks for spending some time with me.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mark. Nice to meet you, and thanks for having me. Uh,
0: am I right? Is there a, a, a problem right now uh, that's at epidemic proportions with uh, all kinds of addictions, uh, particularly drugs, and as we come out of the pandemic, we see that you know being cloistered for a year and a half has affected us mentally
1: It yeah it sure has i mean and, and yeah it's definitely we are definitely reeling from the effects of the last year and a half of you know battling covid and, and isolation and you know all of the all of the side effects of that so yeah i'm excited to talk about that with you
0: who's been affected uh, i know that uh, i think teenagers are one
1: but parents as
0: well adults
1: yeah I mean I I think you know you know we specialize in the treatment of teens uh, struggling with mental health and you know and so and when you work with teens you work with parents the family as a whole system and so we're we're definitely seeing that you know teenagers and parents are just have, have uh really been knocked sideways over the past year and a half Uh, you specialize
0: well tell me tell us about paradigm itself the working with uh, teens primarily
1: yeah so so we we offer residential treatment so uh, clients come to us and and stay with us on campus for you know between you know five to, to eight weeks and and we specialize in mental health treatment so we really focus on uh, treating depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation, um, screen addiction, substance use. I mean, the, the things that teenagers struggle with right now is, is just um, pretty wild. And so we, we really, really try and treat the person as a, as a whole, whole human. Um, and so we, we come at it things from helping teens really learn how to deal with their emotions. Did you say screen addiction? Well, let's, yeah, let's talk about COVID and, and talk about, uh, you know, all these, all these teenagers having to spend the last year, not only just on social media, but also on school and, and dealing with their education and just trying to feel some sort of connection through these devices. So, um, we've definitely seen a, a big uptick in social media use, screen time, and just the, the negative cycle that that's created. You know, one of the
0: things that I find interesting is my wife and I, even before COVID, we'd go to a restaurant and we'd, we'd look at a couple. And they'd be a young couple, maybe, maybe in their early 20s, sitting in a restaurant, eating, but they were both, you know, with their, their phones. I'm reaching for my phone. They're both on their phone. And I want to know, I really want to know if they're just texting each other. <laughs> or if they're waiting, I mean, it, it just yeah. it it's it's amazing. I was at a um, at a convention. Two women are sitting in a booth. There's nobody in their booth. They're both sitting there on their phones, and they they were in their very early twenties. And I walked over to them and I said, "Why aren't you out in the aisle, maybe, having people come in to buy whatever mm-hmm. it is that you're selling?" You know. Is is this something that young people, younger than even you, uh, are are kind of conditioned to do?
1: Yeah, it's. I think it's really become an, an automatic response. I mean, that's we we don't know we don't know how to deal when we're, we're not stimulated or we're bored, um, and that's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of what we do. So, you know, to, to clarify, we you know, we we work with teenagers ages twelve to seventeen, and then we also have a young adult program that we, we work with folks from 18 to 26 years old. And, and a thing that's common across the board is that, you know, people more, more now than ever are not really capable of, of managing their feelings. And especially if, if you're not constantly distracted or have something in your hand that's taking your attention, you, there's feelings that we're all carrying around and, and people don't know. I mean, that's, that's really what we specialize in is like how do you get in touch with that thing that you're feeling that you've been carrying around all day, all week, all month, all year. And um, because yeah, the uh, social media phones, all of it, it's, it's all it's doing is just stuffing those things farther down. So, and it's going to come out one way or another. And that's, that's where we step in and, you know, we deal with the folks that where that perpetuates anxiety and stress and, and trauma and, and all of that. I would also think that it it creates a
0: new paradigm, and to use your name, of of interaction with people, not being able to do so person to person. Yeah. And that would be Yeah, new... I mean
1: something that we've seen even just in the last you know, five, eight years is that. We're, we're dealing with with, with clients and, and, and teenagers and young adults that they're just kind of missing some of the, the social interaction. you know I think everybody's much more comfortable now kind of uh, putting out that perfect self into the into the internet and, and social media like here's who I want to be, but then there's a real disconnect of like but this is how I actually am and who I am and and I, I think it could be a you know it's it, it's for sure. A, it's a it's a helpful tool it's 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 fun and it's exciting and and there's i, I know there's some real good use for it but it has also i mean I'll, I'll go a little deeper but something that i think is important to to share is that you know we recently did a just kind of an internal survey with our clients and just kind of wanted to get a real good sense of you know where people are at with the their phone use social media and something that was there was a lot of things that we found that were really interesting but the thing that really surprised me is that the clients that we work with and this is something we did a month ago they're aware that it has a negative impact that they 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 jump on because they they're hoping to feel better they use it for however long they use it and at the end they, they feel worse and and they know it but they keep going back to it and and that there's no better definition of addiction than that it's it's like going back for more cocaine or more... Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you're a young guy yourself, okay? Thanks. So I, I, I've got to ask, I, I mean, I, I know you're not addicted to to screen time, mm-hmm. but come on, you're a gamer, aren't you?
1: I, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to play some games. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I grew up when video games... Oh, wait, video games for a long time, but yeah, I... <laughs> I love to play games, you know, and, and for, for a few different reasons though, I, I'm not, I don't think there's anything wrong with social media and I'm, I'm, I'm glad when people are using it and they're using it in a healthy way, but I, I'm, not, I'm not on social media. I think I have, a, I have a LinkedIn account, but I, and partially it's because of the work that I do. I'm, I'm already on my phone enough. And I, I, uh, I just, I think I've, I've been afraid to even open that door because I, I know what it leads to, so.
0: Right. i'm on social media but i ignore it a lot Mm -hmm. i just you know somebody say hey i sent you a they'll call me Mm -hmm. and with something called a telephone you know Mm -hmm. and they'll 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 say i i sent you a, a joke or i sent you something for work on on facebook or facebook or or linkedin and i just i don't follow it every day it's not it's just not part of my personal paradigm. Uh, by the way, uh, uh, if you want information on uh, the paradigm treatment, uh, we have their website up throughout our interview right now. So you can, you can, uh, you can see that. Uh, I'm, I'm curious though, you also offer, uh, you, you mentioned mental, uh, mental illness are and suicide we know that suicide amongst teens has skyrocketed is there a reason for that
1: Yeah I mean certainly I, I think I think we're dealing with a, a, a real crisis of of kind of a, an overall disconnection and hopelessness and and I think I think um, people are feeling less and less authentically connected and and i think while we are putting a lot of effort into managing our our you know our social media selves i I think i think there's a real there's a real gap and kind of going back to what i was saying earlier right i think we have gotten into this crisis where we're having a really hard time managing our feelings and and managing our ability to ask for help or to alert people here's what i'm thinking here's what i'm struggling with and so yeah, you know what? What we do at Paradigm is, you know, for the for the course of treatment, which you know minimum stay is 35 days, um, is we're doing we're doing individual therapy every day, we're doing family therapy multiple times a day or multiple times a week, group therapy. Um, we're getting outside. We're having fun. There's a there's a psychiatric piece. You know, we have a we have a full-time psychiatrist that looks at things from the, the medical side, and and um, you know we have we have nursing work. We, we look at diet, nutrition, uh, all of it, and an and education component. So, what, what we're really trying to do here is just kind of pull people back into being a, a whole human being. And so, um, but yeah, suicide, suicide is, has increased. And something that's really interesting uh, of all the things that have happened during the pandemic. Um, really alarming that uh, I think there's been like a 30% increase of, of young people that are going to the ER for the first time for to deal with the mental health crisis. And so there's, there's, a, there's a lack, there's been a real lack of in-person mental health counseling. You know we, We've got this whole telecare thing and, and video, but we're, we are getting farther and farther away from that in-person kind of person to person, face to face. treatment.
0: Your phone went off, my phone went off during our, our interview. Um, we live on these things. It's become part Thank of you. society. But I guess there's a healthy respect. I We both turned ours off. I know people who would, would stop the interview and say, you know, hey, Mark, hold on a second. Or, you know, Dustin, give me a minute here. Um, I think that's I think that's uh, in, important to note that mm-hmm. uh, you know these are useful tools, absolutely, but absolutely. to a point, right?
1: And and so you know so is social media. I mean, it, it, it's all useful. There's a lot of content. There's there's uh, important educational thing, you know, news and and just entertainment, uh, art. I mean, there's a lot of funny stuff. And and sometimes I do kick myself that I'm not on, but I. I think you know. I, I just I think that there is, it's a it's a little out of control, and I and I have definitely seen it. Just even even in my my time working in this field and and working primarily with young people, um, it, it has perpetuated our mental health crisis. Absolutely,
0: right. Uh, what kind of mental health? I, I mean, I can see. Um, I, I guess uh,
1: anxiety would be one. Uh, there's a, there's a real, there's a real cycle that happens where I think whatever's going on in someone's life, if, if they're, if they're, if they're living in fear, if they're um, not sleeping, not able to perform, not, you know, just social interaction is difficult. There's a, then anxiety increases and that takes energy and it increases, increases. And it just kind of, it, it just kind of pings all day. And then you run out of energy and, and you crash and then it, and then that can t- turn into a depression, and then there's just a real perpetual cycle of this anxiety-depression uh, j- pattern. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think, and and that can be hard to name. It can be hard to name. It can be hard to admit. Um, and I think definitely in a family system at, at home with with parents, it can be hard to, you know, we're, we're all trying to look and perform our best, and. Um, because the dynamics and that's what we do the family therapy is there may not be a a real obvious comfortable opportunity to to share with you know someone's mom or dad I'm struggling and and so that that's what I think is great about our program is that not only are you taking a a break from your phone and and part of our treatment is like let's learn how to use these phones in a way that's going to help you not not hurt you but also how do we talk about it as a family how do we you know, giving parents support skills and how to you know open the door and have and have real good, honest, authentic conversations. You use
0: behavior modification. Is that the 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 primary uh, treatment?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. No, we don't. No. We don't. I I think I've 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 worked in that, and and I think that's great. We we're really kind of working with our typical client is someone that's anxious depressed has has negative self beliefs and, and 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 on a real honest level wants some help and so we're not having to you know we're not having to like reward or offer consequences or making people do chores or anything like that we're really we're really kind of trying to connect to people connecting with that internal motivation not not external and so we're we're treating clients the same way day one as we as we do at the end of their treatment, and and so we're our job is to create an environment where people are able to be perfect. We we really want to kind of know what's going on, and and it's it's in that ability for someone to to open up that they can really kind of get into that scary it's hard work scary work and and that's our job is to kind of help them get there Uh,
0: are you developing new techniques new treatment options
1: you know i I think we will use anything that helps people learn how to better manage their feelings and so uh, we've got some folks that are getting trained in some cool stuff We uh, there's modalities that have been around for a long time but i I think the thing that probably makes us unique in that—that I, I know we haven't created it, but we really we're trying to perfect it—is we we just want to we want to um, have an environment where people feel physically safe, which is a given, but emotionally safe. And then our job is to support our our clinicians, our staff, and being able to to kind of this is like this living, breathing organism, and so our job is to keep it moving forward. And if, and if we can kind of create an environment where people feel safe in all the ways they need to feel safe, then naturally they're gonna start doing that work as we offer skills and we're you know, pointing out these negative patterns that they have. And, and I, I, you know, I think for me, our work is to get somebody, where they're able to kind of name what's going on, um, they're feeling safe, they're connecting with their peers, doing some good group work. And then the most important part of it is like bringing the family in, and and so we we really try and we pride ourselves on our family work and the family therapy that we offer because we don't want people just to function well with us; they need to be able to take that home with them.
0: So that's what sets you apart. The family, one of the the things that sets you apart is the family uh, uh, therapy aspect.
1: I, I think it's the most. It's, I think it's the most important piece. You know. We're, we don't fix people, that would be great if we did, or if we had like the magic thing or the, the pill or whatever, but um, you know, we, we're just trying to kind of pull people back together and, and helping parents be able to kind of continue that momentum when they go home.
0: And we've been talking about mental, uh, uh, mental illness, but at the same time, do you also treat um, drug addictions? Because those also have mental illness components.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we are not, we work with a a lot of teens that are depressed, anxious, and they're maybe using marijuana or they've gotten into alcohol and and it's becoming a problem. So we, we definitely, we definitely treat that. I think we're, we're really the program for someone that um, is, Depressed, anxious, has some trauma, or is maybe coming to terms with their sexuality or gender identity, and 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 really kind of in a a phase of transition in their life. We work really well with those folks, and 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 in that we see, you know, some of the side effects is you know these are teens that are maybe um, self harming or starting to use or increase the use of drugs and alcohol. Um, they're isolating. They're addicted to their social media. We do great with that. That's that's our specialty. I think for the folks that are have really heavy drug use and maybe you know using opiates and just hallucinogens and, and all of that and, and, and really kind of need more like addiction treatment, that's that's not really our wheelhouse. Um, but we 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 know some great programs that we we can refer to.
0: Right, and at the same time, after they've gone through the drug treatment, they need to come to you. Yeah, come here. Right, yeah. we're here. <laughs> Got it. Uh, In our remaining time, um, what should parents, when should parents say, you know, my kid has a problem? Mm -hmm. What are the, what are two or three signals that parents should look for so that they can get them into a treatment center such as paradigm? Sure.
1: Yeah. Well, before I answer that, something that I think is really important, you know, is whenever this is this has been my experience. Whenever there's a teen that we we get that's um, coming into treatment for us, and they're maybe they're here for depression or self harm or combination of all those things, um, you know, parents are like, this has been going on for six months, and then and then we get to we get to the teen and we get them acclimated to the program and you know we do our start doing our assessments. We we find that it's much longer, and so and that they've been struggling for much longer. It's they've been str- It's worse than people know. It's um, there's things that are going on that people don't know about. You know, these our teenagers, they're smart kids and and they're good and they and they can wear that mask and and um, so I I just that, that's something that I say to parents. You know, it's it's better to. I just I, that's been I something I've learned is that. It's it's often worse than it seems. So, I think the thing that is important for parents is kind of watching out for uh, someone's ability to to just manage daily living. Um, and if 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 someone's having a hard time getting out of bed, or just not sleeping, or not not functioning, and not even just with grades, but just just uh, overall kind of engagement in life, I think. And um, and certainly if if uh, it, it, just clearly unable to manage emotions. And, and, and listen, one, one, of the, one of the unfortunate criteria of being a teenager is that your emotions aren't always stable. That's just how that goes. You know, hormones play a, a role in all of that. But I think someone's inability to really kind of be able to contain, communicate, manage um, their emotions and, and it's resulting in things that are unsafe, that, that's a time to get, to get some serious help.
0: Dustin, I really appreciate your spending some time with us. If you yeah. want information about the program, we have the, uh, the, the phone number, the 800 number, 877-883-1223, uh, as well as the uh, website, which is ParadigmTreatment.com. Uh, it's been up throughout the entire interview. Dustin, thank you very much. Look forward to another conversation with you.
1: Likewise, Mark. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Much. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: I'm Mark Allen. This is Late Night Health.